This is the 4501 Podcast, episode 22, How to Avoid Fees When Traveling. Welcome back to yet another episode of the 4501 Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Florida. My co-host this week is in the Bahamas with his wife. So we'll catch up with him next week and see how that was. Anyway, I want to talk to you guys about how to avoid fees when traveling. Now, I've been traveling for well over a year now, and I've been to many different countries, dozens of countries, uh, even more cities than that. And over time, I've developed quite a few ways to um, avoid these fees that you usually incur when traveling internationally, abroad, overseas, however you want to call it. I narrowed it down to three specific ways to avoid these international fees. The first one is foreign transaction fees. The next one is ATM fees. And the last one is exchange rates. Okay, we're going to dive into each one of these and I'm going to give you the, the best advice that I have the, the advice that I actually follow for myself for avoiding these types of fees. And while some of these fees may be small and you might think, oh, is it really worth it for, you know, a dollar or two here and there? But when you are traveling, especially for extended periods of time, these fees do add up. And uh, personally, as a budget traveler, a budget backpacker, I, I want to maximize my spend overseas to allow myself to travel for as long as possible without spending unnecessary amounts of money. So that's why I put this podcast episode together for you guys. So let's just jump right into it. The biggest fee, I think, when traveling internationally is foreign transaction fees. And this is a fee that you incur when you use your credit card, um, your US-based credit card in another country. So for example, if you go to Europe Let's just pick a country, Italy. We talked about that last week's episode. If you use your U.S. credit card in Rome, okay, and your your credit card has a foreign transaction fee, you're going to pay somewhere between 2 and 3% extra in addition to whatever you're purchasing. So you bought a, a slice of pizza for 2 euros over there. You're going to pay 2 to 3% more than that. But the thing is, if you're credit card does not have foreign transaction fees, or in other words, if they have 0% foreign transaction fees, you completely eliminate that need. So uh, the credit card that I have and that Mark has is the Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card. And this credit card does have an annual fee of $450, which seems outrageous and we don't have to get into that now, but there are other credit cards that have 0% foreign transaction fees that do not have a annual fee. Okay, you always want to look at the annual fee when choosing a credit card. The reason that Mark and I choose the Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card is because there is a $300 credit that you get when you travel. So I don't want to get into that too much. I want to focus on the topic, which is the foreign transaction fees. In the show notes, which will be available at the 4501podcast.com slash 22, um, I'll list a couple different credit cards that do have 0% foreign transaction fees. And like I said, these foreign transaction fees don't seem like a lot, but anytime you're using a credit card overseas, make sure that your credit card does not charge these foreign transaction fees in order to maximize your spend. Okay, moving right along, the second thing I want to talk about is ATM fees. Now, 
I'm sure you all are familiar with ATMs and debit cards. Uh, you use your debit card to directly withdraw money. You're not from your account. You're not, uh, you know, getting that money on credit. So typically, if you use a debit card in the United States, uh, you're going to see potentially a fee from your bank. And in addition to that, you might see a fee from the ATM machine itself. So it seems like a worst case scenario with a debit card in the United States or abroad for that matter, you're going to get slapped with potentially two different fees, okay? One from your bank, one from the ATM machine itself. Now, I personally use the Charles Schwab Investor debit card, okay? What this is is a checkings account that's supposedly for um, investing purposes, right? But the thing is, you don't have to use it that way, okay? The the Charles Schwab Investor Checking Account gives you access to uh, investing, investing account, but alongside of that, you have just a typical normal checking account with, you know, they send you a checkbook, they send you a debit card. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because this, this debit card from Charles Schwab has reimbursement for ATM fees worldwide, okay? And the thing is, Charles Schwab does not charge you an ATM fee. So you eliminate both the bank ATM fee and the ATM fee itself. And that is why I use this, let's call it an international debit card. So whether I'm in the United States or whether I'm in Europe, Asia, wherever, I do not have to pay these um, these ATM fees whatsoever if I'm withdrawing money from an ATM. So for example, Let's just give one example here. We'll use Australia this time because that's where I was in my previous trip. So in Australia, I use my Charles Schwab debit card to withdraw Australian dollars from the ATM. Okay, and the what happens is the if there is ATM fees, you initially pay them. Okay, so say we take out forty dollars and there's a a five dollar ATM fee, you actually pay that initially. But once a month, Charles Schwab, you know. They go through your your transactions and they find all these ATM fees and they actually reimburse you. So it ends up being a wash and you uh, don't have to pay any of those fees. So that's a really, really good thing, especially even in the U.S., but especially when traveling overseas. Okay, and the final thing that I want to talk about here, the number three way to avoid international fees when traveling is to get the best exchange rate when you're using uh, your credit card or your debit card for that matter. Okay, so when you pay, first of all, I suggest that you pay with your credit card. That's what I do. But in any case, when you use a credit card or a debit card overseas and you make a purchase, you will be presented with the option to pay in the local currency or your credit card or debit card's home currency. Okay, so that's a little confusing. Let's give an example. I and maybe you are from the United States, you have a US-based credit card or a debit card, and the currency is US dollar for typically for that credit card. But when you're overseas, you're charged, let's say in Italy again, you're charged in euros. So when it comes time to use that credit card overseas, which hopefully doesn't have any foreign transaction fees, you'll be presented with an option to pay in the local currency, which because you're physically in Italy at that time would be the euro, or you can pay in your home currency, which would be the US dollars. So on the credit card terminal, when you're checking out or wherever you are at a restaurant, it'll say, do you wanna pay five euros 
for this transaction or do you want to pay $3.50 US for this transaction? And I feel like a lot of people make the wrong choice here. Okay, I, I, I'll admit it. I used to make the wrong choice. I used to pick US because that's what my bank was. But that is actually the wrong choice to make. Okay, let me say that again. You want to be always paying with your credit card or your debit card in the local currency. And the reason for that is because the credit card processing company overseas is going to pick the exchange rate if you choose to pay in your home currency, okay? Whereas if you choose to pay in the local currency, in euros in this case, your credit card is going to pick that exchange rate. Okay, that might sound a little confusing. Let me just say it one more time. If you choose to pay in the local currency, which is euros in this example, your credit card is going to pick the exchange rate for that transaction. So your credit card is going to go at that very moment, look up what the best exchange rate is for euro to USD, and charge you based on that in US dollars, okay? Whereas if you choose to pay in the home currency, you're allowing the credit card processing company for that specific restaurant or grocery store, wherever you're, you're purchasing something overseas, you're allowing that company to pick the exchange rate. And oftentimes that is going to be a worse exchange rate where you'll end up paying more. And I've actually demonstrated this multiple times when I was traveling overseas, I would take a picture of the credit card terminal when I was checking out. I would get the, the two, two numbers, USD and Euro, and then I would compare that to what my bank actually charged me when I picked the local currency. So um, I, if this isn't making sense, which I hope it does, but if it's not, I have a blog post uh, specifically about this topic on my blog, um, tonyflarda.com. I'll link it in the show notes as well. Again, that's going to be at the 4501podcast.com slash 22. But in the end, the number one thing you want to remember here is always choose the local currency when paying with your debit card or credit card. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's about it for uh, how to avoid fees when traveling overseas. How to avoid fees when traveling overseas. I like that. Uh, it kind of kind of runs. Whatever. Um, number one, in review, number one, foreign transaction fees. You can avoid those with a credit card that does not have any foreign transaction fees. Simple as that. Number two, ATM fees. I recommend the Charles Schwab uh, investor debit card. There's... Um, I don't think I mentioned this before. There's no monthly fees or account minimums. It's literally like a no obligation debit card and uh, account to set up. Um, I'll link that as well in the show notes for if you want to, if you're interested in that. And then finally, make sure you're always paying in the local currency when paying with your credit card or debit card overseas. If you follow those three things, you're going to avoid, I don't know, like 90, 95% of the fees overseas. So I hope you guys found this episode useful. It was a quick one this week. Uh, I look forward to getting back together with Mark next week and giving you guys some more tech or travel podcast episodes. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. And uh, yeah, I will see you guys next week. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at the 4501 Podcast to 
keep up with the latest news and events. If you have any suggestions for episodes or would like to contact us, shoot us an email at the 4501podcast at gmail.com.